Law and Liberty. This is a Reconstructionist radio production. Please visit calcedon.edu to download this book or purchase a physical copy. Law and Liberty. Russus J. Rushdoony. Copyright 1984 and 2009. Alicito, California. Chapter 32. The Will to Death. In a book I have written, Freud, I have analysed the theories of the founder of psychoanalysis and expressed my radical disagreement with them. At one point, Sigmund Freud did say something with which it is possible for us to agree. Freud spoke of two basic motive forces in man, the will to death and the will to live. Of these two, he felt the stronger and more basic force is the will to death, a suicidal drive to end life which governs the unconscious of men. Albert William Levy, in commenting on Freud, concluded, quote, We are thus compelled to say that the goal of all life is death, end quote. Our agreement with this is, of course, a limited one. For a Christian, since Jesus Christ is the new way of life within him, his basic drive is to live, to live righteously under God. The more he grows in grace, the more strongly will his will to live flourish, the strong Christian will be governed not only by a will to live, but a will to victory. The psalmist declared, quote, I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. End quote. Psalm 118, 17. St. John declared that, quote, This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. End quote. 1 John 5, 4. When men are without faith, they are governed instead by an overpowering, although unconscious, will to death. In a study which, while defective at points from a Christian perspective, is still very important. The psychologist Samuel J. Warner studies the urge to mass destruction. In this urge to mass destruction, the individual will to death seeks to involve all men in its suicidal course. Warner cites, quote, Two major dynamic factors, end quote, which enter in the causation of this urge to mass destruction. First, quote, the craving for individual power, end quote, for the sheer amoral assertion of the ego. And second, quote, the motive of revenge, end quote. In this will to power, relativism and nihilism are basic. In answer to the question, quote, what does the nihilist believe, end quote, Nietzsche wrote in The Will to Power, quote, Nihilism is the belief that everything deserves to perish, end quote. Moreover, Nietzsche declared, quote, Thorough nihilism is the conviction that life is absurd in the light of the highest values already discovered, end quote. And, quote, The deed of nihilism is suicide, end quote. We should not be surprised that today's radicals, with their relativism and nihilism, are demanding that, as individuals and a nation, we follow a course of deliberate suicide. Since they themselves are governed by a will to death, it is for them the only logical course of action. Warner speaks of the necessity of understanding the, quote, most malignant perversion of human-mindedness. We proceed with a conception of human-mindedness in which hatred of all who live is a key underlying feeling, individual power is a salient craving and 
revenge upon all who live is a major factor. End quote. In other words, these zombies, these living dead, hate the living with all the passion of their malignant and corrupt souls. They dedicate their lives to the destruction of all life and want all things to perish. For a man governed by the will to death, says Warner, it is, quote, more important for him to defeat others than to succeed, end quote. Such a person is envious of success in others, hates them for it, but is both afraid of success and avoids it. He wills defeat and failure. He finds pleasure in unhappiness and misery, in defeat and in anxiety. In fact, says Warner, quote, victory through defeat may indeed become the safest form of victory, end quote. Such a person consciously may be working for victory, but unconsciously aim for and welcome defeat. As a result, because so many millions all over the world are involved in this will to death, we have therefore a national and international mental condition, which is best described by Warner's title, The Urge to Mass Destruction. We have now what Werner calls, quote, the efforts of man to organise mass self-destruction, to seek a mass grave for all, end quote. He recognises that hatred for the God of Scripture is basic to this will to death. The hatred of God, we can add, governs all men who are outside of Christ. Because their basic sin is the attempt to become a God, to determine or know good and evil independently of God, men find God a major obstacle in their drive for independence. As a result, they will the death of God, and in their diseased minds, imagine that he is abolished and dead. But, since man is a creature of God, man cannot wish the death of God, the ground of man's own existence, without thereby willing his own death. All atheism, therefore, is involved in this will to death. The answers Warner gives to this problem of the urge to mass destruction are non-Christian and therefore fallacious, although his analysis is excellent and a major contribution. We have this urge to mass destruction on all sides of us. It governs men in their political life as we chart this suicidal course with reference to foreign affairs. We have it in our personal lives and many men, as they sit behind the driver's wheel, seem very openly suicidal. We have the will to death present in rebellious youth who deliberately experiment with death in the form of lawlessness and drugs and call their blindness, quote, living, end quote. We have this will to death in education whereby proven values are forsaken for courses bound to increase ignorance and folly. And we have it in family life as loose and careless exercise of authority by parents dissolves the life of the family. The suicide rate, moreover, is increasing rapidly and far more rapidly than statistics indicate. In almost all communities, only the most obvious cases are listed as suicide. To avoid public disgrace or religious problems for the family, the usual report conceals the fact of suicide. But today, suicide is the number two cause of death among college students and the number three cause of death among those aged 15 to 19 years. The reasons given by suicidal persons in their notes are of particular interest. They are uniformly trivial. Old and young routinely kill themselves for the most insignificant and trifling reasons. It is obvious from this 
that their recorded reasons are not their real reasons. Because they are sinners, they are guilt-ridden, and guilt-ridden people are driven by a will to death. As a result, almost any pretext will do to drive them to suicide, because they are already driven there continually from within. But those who do not openly and obviously commit suicide are no less driven by the will to death. They demand courses of action personally and nationally, which can lead only to mass destruction, to mass suicide. They are dominated by a passion to involve others and the world itself in their headlong plunge to destruction. They demand death in every area as their true morality. They favour a course of political and military suicide. They are for moral, spiritual, economic and military disarmament as their quick way to death. This urge to mass destruction is also present in the demand for abortion. It is significant that the eras in history which have favoured abortion have also been the great ages for a high suicide rate. The two go hand in hand. They both represent a hatred of life. Joshua Lederberg, professor of genetics at Stanford, has said in favouring abortion, quote, We cannot insist on absolute rights to life of a piece of tissue just because it bears a resemblance to humanity. End quote. The next step, of course, will be to deny anyone's right to life. If science has the right to take prenatal life, it has the right to take postnatal life, because it has become judge over life. Not only do suicide and abortion go together, but the same people who demand the right of abortion, the right to kill prenatal life, claim also to be against capital punishment. This is not surprising, since they advocate murder by abortion. Why punish postnatal murderers by capital punishment? The claim is that they favour life, but in reality they demand freedom for the will to death. Jesus Christ, speaking his wisdom, declared that, quote, He that sinneth against me wrongeth his own soul. All they that hate me love death. End quote. Proverbs 8.36 This love of death and will to death is the consequence of man's apostasy from God. As God said to Israel, quote, O Israel, thou hast destroyed thyself, but in me is thine help. End quote. Hosea 13.9 Man brings judgment and death on himself by his apostasy. Sinners, according to St. Paul, are, quote, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who, knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them, end quote, Romans 1, 30-32. The only antidote to this will to death is Jesus Christ, who declared, quote, I am the resurrection and the life, end quote, John eleven twenty five, in whom alone we have newness of life and the will to live. In him, our being from its innermost wellsprings is governed by life and the righteousness and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The will to death is then broken and the will to live given direction. This audio version of Law and Liberty, Bruce's J. Rushduni, has been produced by Reconstructionist Radio and narrated by Nathan Conkey. Please visit calcedon.edu 
Do download this book or purchase a physical copy. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit ReconstructionistRadio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His kingdom.